Good morning, Lindsley Avenue. Good morning. Good to see everyone. We've got some people here uh, back. Glad to see you guys again. We've got some people who are visiting and have some people who are away. That's always the case when you have a gathering of God's family. So we are glad you were here. Glad those who are watching remotely are with us. Hopefully we can uh, share a few thoughts together this morning that will help us uh, live for God better this next week. The title of the lesson today is Things Jesus Never Said. Things Jesus Never Said. So I presume this would be a really long lesson because he probably never said touchdown. You know, I mean, it's all sorts of things true that he never said, but those don't matter. So looking at a few things today that some people seem to think Jesus said because that's how they want to live their lives or tell people to live their lives. And then we'll focus on a few things he actually did say. But I mean, this whole idea is that uh, there are lots of things that are attributed to people, quotes that are given names associated with them as if they said them, and usually it's not true. I mean, you know, I could easily do that somewhere and say, well, you know, as Michael says, what you get is what you get. Well, of course, he never said that. But if I throw his name in there, you'll think, well, you know, Matt had a pretty you know, I'm, You understand, people give famous names to quotes because people will pay attention to them. Well, here's a couple of examples. For example, George Washington, you know, the, the supposed father of the country, you know, the one that really and truly made sure we stayed on a democracy kind of trajectory as opposed to becoming another king. There are lots of things that we probably heard going to grade school and stuff that he never really said. For example, I cannot tell a lie. We all heard that about George Washington. He never said that. But that's been put down with his name on it. Oh, you cannot tell a lie. Usually it's, I did chop down the cherry tree. And there's no indication he ever chopped down the cherry tree either. But I cannot tell a lie. Here's another one. It is impossible to rightly govern a nation without God and the Bible. Now, I happen to think that probably is very true. That a country needs to be grounded in, in Christian ethics. And the more Christian a society is, typically the more people are going to be living for God and less for themselves, and society will tend to be better off because there will be fewer people hurting each other, right? The problem is, that may be a fairly true statement. George Washington never said it. But if you look that up, that will often have his name with it. Here's another one. As he was dying, he was reported to have said, Doctor, I die hard, but I am not afraid to go. Bring me the book. And the idea was that as he was dying, he told the doctor he's about to die, bring the Bible to me. Well, that's a wonderful thing to have with you if you think you are about to die. You need to be focusing on the important things, not the unimportant things. But again, George Washington never said that. So that kind of thing happens. Here are a few others from Casablanca. Play it again, Sam. If you watch that movie, and it's a, it's a wonderful movie from the classical period, Humphrey Bogart never said that. He said, play it, Sam. But the quote that people, if you've heard that movie or people who are aware of it, will say, play it again. He never says that in the movie. Gandhi, live as if you were to die tomorrow, learn as if you were to live forever. Well, that's actually a great way to, to think about life. Learn every day as if you're never going to die. Keep learning. Keep trying to become better informed and a better person. But act and live as if today's your last day. What's the problem? God never said that. Right? So that's had his name associated with a quote. It's a good quote, but he never said it. Here's another one. Marie Antoinette. Let them eat cake. 
The people have no bread. It's, it's said that she was told, well, if they don't have bread, let them eat cake. Well, Marie Antoinette never said that. Right? So some of these things that we may have heard that have names on there, it is not true. These people never said these things. Well, some people seem to think the Bible says some things that it does not. Here's a good example. The Bible does not say cleanliness is next to godliness. There are surveys done almost every year that will ask, you know, what's the most important thing the Bible says, or is this in the Bible? And a majority of people always say cleanliness is next to godliness. But it's not in there. Now, you know, it's good boys, it's good to be clean. Right? That's not the point. The point is it's not in the Bible. So let's look at a few things that some people seem to think Jesus said or would be okay if Jesus had said them and see what we what we think about it. Here's the first one. Listen to your heart. When you're trying to make a decision about how to live and how to act, listen to your heart. Now, unfortunately, every time I say this, the song comes to mind, and I have not been able to get it out of my head uh, for, for some time now. It's been in there for days. Uh, so hopefully I'll share that uh, problem with you if you've heard that song, and you will have trouble getting it out of your head. Misery loves company. Listen to your heart. Well, that's not good advice either. First of all, Jesus never says this. He never says, as you're going through your life, having to make a decision, listen to your heart. Jesus does not say that. In fact, look at Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10. The prophet Jeremiah says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give to every man and woman according to their ways, according to the fruit of their deeds. Well, the heart of man or woman may not be worth listening to. Listening to your heart implies that you already have all these things figured out, so in a sense, why would you need to listen to it anyway? Not everything we do is ugly, hurtful, or deceitful, but the heart is hardly a reliable judge and advisor telling us what to do. Listen to your heart, I think, is very bad advice. What if this person has made bad choices their whole life, and you're telling them, listen to their heart, they might very well keep making bad choices. So I don't think that's a good idea, because we all make mistakes in judgment. Jesus doesn't say, listen to your heart, and I don't think it's a good idea at all. Proverbs 28, 26, for example, whoever trusts his own mind, which would be your heart in the biblical way of thinking, is a fool. Whoever trusts his own mind is a fool. I don't really want to be called out as a fool. Psalm 51.10. We read this uh, this morning. Thank you, Phil. The psalmist says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Well, this idea of listening to our heart won't work until our heart is right with God. And so if your heart is right with God, you won't be needing to listen to your heart. You'll be listening to God rather than listening to your heart. So when people say, listen to your heart, they're really saying kind of like, do what you think is right. And that's not what God's message is at all. So this is not something Jesus said. It would not be consistent with what God or Jesus said. Here's another one. Just be true to yourself. I've heard people say that. Be true to yourself. We'll look at Mark 7, 22-23. He, Jesus, said, what comes out of it is what comes out of a man that defiles a man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, 
adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man. They would also defile a woman. So be true to yourself. Well, true to ourself might very well mean continuing to be evil. So that's not good advice to give someone. I'm facing all sorts of troubles, right? And be true to yourself. Okay, I'll continue being a thief. See, that, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Often what is inside is not good at all. So a wrong view of who you are can cause you to miss God because you won't be changing your life to be the way God wants you to be. We cannot let our freedom as well as Jesus become a stumbling block to others. Our choices need to be following God and making sure that our brothers and sisters are also influenced, if you will, to do the right thing and follow God as well. So be true to yourself also only works if you're already a follower of Jesus. So you can listen to your heart. You can be true to yourself if, in fact, you're a member of God's family and living for Jesus to begin with. If you're living for Jesus to begin with, like I said in the previous statement, you're not going to need to listen to your heart and be true to yourself because you're going to be following God. Here's another one. Just be a good person. I mean, that's all that really matters. And if you're a good person, everything will be okay. God will be happy as long as you're a good person. I, I know I've heard that kind of thing. The world's full of good people. I mean, it'll all be okay. Just be a good person. Here's an example from Matthew 19. This is often called the rich young ruler who comes to Jesus. And look at Jesus' response to this person. Read it with me. Matthew 19, 16 through 20. You'll be on this page. Now behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may inherit, uh, have eternal life? So he, Jesus, said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. If you want to be right with God, keep the commandments. What do I need to do to have eternal life? Jesus' answer is essentially, keep the commandments. He, the one that came, the young ruler, we know from parallel accounts, said to him, which ones, which commands do I need to keep? I really want to know. I want to, I want to be with God. What do I need to do? Jesus said in reply, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother, and then the last thing he says covers everything else. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Live the way God wants you to live. That'll be the commands. Okay? The young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth. Well, let me tell you. If somebody from the time they're able to really understand choices follows all the commands that Jesus just gave and loves his neighbor as himself, I would easily say this is a good person because this will be a person that will have done what God wants them to do. We could stand 50 people up here. I would suspect someone that would have followed all these commands, no murder, no theft, and loved their neighbor as themselves, we would easily say step forward because I suspect out of 50 people, if we had one person that had really done all that stuff the entire life, we'd say, this is the best person in the room. This is a good person. Well, if, if be a good person is what is proper, this would imply an answer of what still I, do I still lack? The answer ought to be nothing. If be a, just be a good person is going to work, if just be a good person is what God wants, 
following all the commands, including loving your neighbor, which is a big one because it involves a lot of stuff, the answer to this young man's question, Jesus should give, should be nothing. You've, you've got it all good. You're, you're in great shape. Being a good person, you're good. You'll go home to live with God. That's not what Jesus tells this young man. Jesus says, if you want to be perfect, if you really want to be right with God, go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. Being good in the sense of following these commands, which I really think we would all agree would make a very good person, was not enough. The reason for that is that once we sin, we can't fix it. Following the commands, loving people, not stealing, not engaging in different sorts of evil, none of that will correct in any way the sins in all of our lives. Being a good person isn't good enough. You have to be a perfect person. Gene, that's, that's hard. I would say it's more than hard. It's impossible on our own. So just being a good person will never work because you have to be a perfect person and no one can be a perfect person. There's only one. That was Jesus himself. So this is not going to be something Jesus said either. He then said after this, this is the hard part, if anyone desires to come after me, if you really want to be a follower of me, let him deny himself. And ladies, I would say let her deny herself. It's all the same. Let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. Whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. But what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost. Other parallel versions say and, and loses his own soul. What was it profit? To gain the whole world and lose your own soul. The answer to that is nothing. Nothing. If we want to follow Jesus, he tells us things that we need to do. These are things Jesus did say. Be a good person. Be true to yourself. Follow your heart. Yeah, I know the song is still playing in your mind. Uh, those are not things Jesus said. What did he say? He said ourselves, take care of our cross and follow him. Those are things Jesus did say. We have to deny ourselves. You know, usually we treat ourselves as if ourself is far away the most important thing in the world. I mean, people are often fond of saying, I have to look after number one. Right? Nobody says, I gotta look after number 46. I gotta look after number one. It's like I gotta look after myself. We view ourselves as the most important person anywhere. We are to follow Jesus to an extent we have to forget that self even exists. I'm not second. I'm not first. I'm last. You have to deny yourself. You know, helping you is going to really inconvenience me. And after all, I'm the important one around here. No, you're not. He said you need to deny yourself. He also said we have to take up our cross. Now, we're not physically picking up pieces of wood wandering around downtown with it. Jesus, Jesus knew what crucifixion meant. To take up our cross means being willing to endure the worst the world can throw at us. To be true to the one who loved us enough to die for us. So what I want you to think about this morning is we need to spend our life, not hoard. Whoever wants to save his life will lose it. 
We need to spend our lives, not try to save it up. Remember the parable of the rich fool. His barns and his storage areas were overflowing. He said, I know what I'm going to do. What? I'm going to give away everything I have and try to help people. That's not what he said. I'm going to tear them down and I'm going to have the ultra extra extra large storage bins put in place. God says, you're a fool. You're going to die tonight. Who will these things be then? We need to spend our lives, not try to save it, not try to hoard it and keep it safe over here. We need to spend our life. The question is not how much I can get. The question has to be how much can I give. And if I don't have money, there's plenty of, of, of other things I can give. Myself, my time, my care, my love. We have to be giving people. Not stingy people. Hoarding, keeping things for ourselves. We don't, shouldn't be asking what's the safe thing to do, but what is the right thing to do. Paraphrasing Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., he had said, it's always the right time to do the right thing. Always. If something needs to be done and it's the right thing, it is the right time to do it. So I want to urge each and every one of us today, spend your life by giving it to God. Don't hold it back for yourself. Give your life to God because he's the one that gave it to you in the first place. How do I spend my life? How do I give my life to God? If you're not a member of God's family, you do that by understanding what Jesus did for you, knowing that he wants you to change your life from wrong to right. The fancy word for that is repentance. He wants you to become a member of his family by dying to yourself and being raised to walk in newness of life. And the way he's told us to do that is to be baptized, to be immersed in water, dying as it were as you go down under the water and being raised up a brand new person, all past sins forgiven, now a member of this family. If you've done that before, you don't need to do it again. If you're a member of God's family, but you just aren't living the way God has wanted you to live, if you've been trying to be a good person, if you've been trying to listen to your heart, all these other things, God would say you need to ask forgiveness and come back to me. Come back to me. We do that by prayer. If there's something that we can do to help you today, please come forward this morning. Spend your life by giving it to God this morning.